the more distant the galaxy, the further across ever-expanding space the light has to travel, and so light from more distant objects is redshifted more. And we can use this to determine how much the universe has expanded since... Did I? Accidentally, I did. ...that light was emitted. The Hubble constant, a measure for the rate at which space is expanding, is thought to be around 65 kilometers per second per megaparsec. Wait, wait, wait. Alright, okay, everybody. So. Hey, what's up? It is still Monday. Um, uh, December 4th. So I was doing that and I accidentally, I guess I accidentally ended um, a show about, about uh, the observable universe. Um, I, I deeply apologize. Um, so, uh, what I'll do is I'll have some emergency fuel. That's all I'll do. So, I am, hey, Fate Ma, what's up? I did not mean to end that. So, I'm just going to merge these. Um, uh, What's up, man? How you doing, Fema? How's it going? What's going on? Good, good, good. Uh, were you on earlier? My, I, I was doing the show on, uh, and, and I guess it went, I guess I ended it. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, that everything seems to be. Everything kind of sucks. Has it, has it been busy today? How you doing? Everything going all right? I, uh... Yeah, I love space. I'm a, I'm a huge space nerd. Uh, huge, huge space nerd. I'm going to kiss... Uh, I'm going to finish this video. I'm going to finish this, this thing that I did. And then, uh... Um, yeah, sorry. I'm, I apologize that I screwed that up. But uh, I'm going to... Start that right back off. To about 3.2 million. If you have any questions, let me know. So, the more megaparsecs there are between us and a galaxy, the more space there is between. The should two that is hey, do you want me to start this over, or should I just, or you want me start it over? Okay. Okay, I'll start it over. This is a real cool video. It's kind of older though, but I'm going to get into another one here after this one. Billion others. Yeah, uh, if you haven't, man, um, check out my. Are you a. Are you already a. Are you already. Uh, do you follow me on here? Uh, yeah, do you already follow me on here? Let me see. Where did my thing go? Here we go. All right. There you go. All right. And then I, this is a video that I've, cool. If you have any questions though, man, just hit me up on here. Or if there's anything you want me to look up or I mean talk about, cause uh, yeah, there you go. The universe is unimaginably vast. I know that sounds cliche, but the scale really is incredible. Right now, you are living, breathing sentience, born out of a dead rock, flying around a single star, 
in a galaxy containing some 400 billion others. 400 billion stars, each with their own planets and stories. The Milky Way is brimming with so many stars that we could never possibly explore every single one. And yet, the Milky Way is microscopic and indistinguishable when compared with the rest of the universe, even just our local region of the universe, in fact. But why? Why is the universe like this? Why is the cosmic scale so large and incomprehensible? And of course, the biggest question of them all, how large actually is it? Then stars. Oh my god. Wait a minute. Okay. I thought that knocked my crap off. Here's a picture of my dog. At all. Let's see. Okay. I'm not going to do that. Uh, it's almost kicking me off of all my stuff. Weird. Um. Okay, whatever. That's weird. That's real weird. Anyway, <laughs> I don't know why it's kicking me off of my stuff when I try to post the pictures. Oh, anyway, these are the first results from the extreme ultraviolet environments. Uh, the XU James Webb Telescope, Space Telescope Program which focuses on the characterization of planet-forming disks, vast spinning clouds of gas, dust, and chunks of rock where planets form and evolve in massive star-forming regions. These regions are likely representative of the environment in which most planetary systems are formed. Go figure at your mama's house understanding the impact, I'm just kidding, of environments on planet formation is important for scientists to gain insights into the diversity of the different types of exoplanets. Because we know the fact truth of our exoplanets are exactly what NASA says. And we know, since they aren't liars, that we can trust and believe everything that they don't say or talk about. <laughs> uh, it's really, of course, you know, I wait, I, here's my, here's what I, I wait, I wait and wonder if, uh, this, whatever, Elon Musk is gonna come out and be like, you know, he's just as fucking hush hush NASA like too. And now that I, now that, uh, there's an understanding of what, of, of how scientists, no, never mind, I'm not, alright. So, these are the first results from the extreme ultraviolet environments to the James Webb Telescope program which focuses on the characterization of planet-forming disks. Now, the XU program targets a total of 15 disks in these areas of the Lobster Nebula, um, also known as NGC 63557, a large emission nebula roughly 5,500 light-years away from Earth in the constellation Scorpius. The Lobster Nebula is one of the youngest and closest massive star formations complexes and is the host to some of the most massive stars in the galaxy. Now, it's, um, what was I? Oh, no, 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 no,
So the raw ingredients, including those for life on Earth, were present in the sun's protoplanetary disk. The SC Cha emits radiation in multiple wavelengths, which are evaporating the disk. Planets are in are in a race against time to form before the disk of material is evaporated completely. NASA's James Webb Space Telescope observed typical conditions in the disk. It was being bombarded primarily by X-rays. However, when NASA's Spitzer Space Telescope observed the disk in 2008, it saw a whole different scene, dominated by extreme ultraviolet light indicated by the presence of specific types of neon in the sky. So these these prototypes and these protoplanetary disks, what they're doing, they're, they're contrasting data from the James Webb and Spitzer Space Telescope that show change in the disk surroundings. So how fast these are, these, these disks are making um, basically new solar system. It is said, and I don't know, you know, when I go through this they said thing, yeah, I understand, uh, you know, they... I finally found out the answer, by the way, what they is, who they are. They're the ambiguous thems. So the ambiguous thems say that there are possibly hundreds, hundreds. Don't, don't get me confused with um, anything less. Hundreds of solar systems being born every second. So, take that as you will. Put that in your pipe and smoke it, buddy. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm not kidding, really. What do you think they mean by there's a hundreds of solar systems being born every second? I mean, I know what I'm pretty sure I know what they mean, but um, to put that in perspective, I mean, for a second, let's just back up 4.5 billion years for a second. I know when I was around and I was watching our solar system come, you know, join, that I know that I saw... <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's all speculated, but that's what's cool about, about like, using the James Webb and being able to uh, watch all these planetary disks you know, or anything really, to that's the closest we can get to really figuring it out on that on a on a scale that that big. But that's what's pretty frustrating about astronomy, anyway. One, it takes forever to do whatever you're gonna do. It's not like you're like, oh, let's get a mission down to Mars or Pluto or something. I mean, it took um, New Horizons what nine years to get there. <laughs> so it's kind of a I get the uh I get the uh the impatient part about space but I think that I would really like to be chronic 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 why can't I ever say that right chronic god damn it never mind get frozen uh and be woke up in like 50 years or 100, whatever. Uh, 
Of course, they'd probably never wake me back up. But <laughs> It'd be cool to pop up and just see what's going on. I go into a coma for even two years. That'd be the first question I'd be, I hey, what's going on in space? That's the first thing I'd want to know about. I mean, who gives a shit about this stupid planet we're on? Just kidding. I mean, unless you wanted to really talk about it. I don't know, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, hmm. But, yeah, I, um, oh, what was I thinking? What was I, th- uh, I've, hang on. Whoops. Damn. I hate when, um, I hate it when, I hate when my phone doesn't do it. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. A new, a new possible explanation for the Hubble tension. No way. Here's something for you. Okay. The new possible explanation for the Hubble tension. The expansion of the universe causes the galaxies to move away from each other, right? Well, the speed at which they do this is proportional to the distance between them. For instance, uh, if a galaxy A is twice as far from the Earth as galaxy B, its distance from us also grows twice as fast. So... The U.S. astronomer Edwin Hubble was, was, well, he was one of the first to recognize. Actually, I think he was the one that, that, that made this connection. Um, in order to calculate how fast two galaxies are moving away from each other, it is therefore necessary to know how far apart they are. Boy, that, okay. But this goes into, hang on, no, 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 no. I, I need to be paraphrasing here for you guys if... This is a lot of information that's, um, yeah, I'll have to go through, I just ran into that story, I'll have to, I'll look that up and then, then we'll go, and we will definitely, yeah, I'll do a show on that because that's pretty cool. Meteorites like source of nitrogen for early Earth. I just read that, discovery. Anyway. Whatever you guys want to ever hear about, man, let me know. Um, so I've got, yeah, I'm up on my, on my times, but I'll be doing another show here in a little bit. So everybody, uh, come join me then. I will be, uh, I will be kicking it. Everybody have a wonderful Monday and, uh, man, be safe and, uh, all is well. The Infinite Cosmos is out, out, out. Later, guys.